Welcome to the next message from Encounter Church. For more information about our church, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the message. Uh, Good morning, everybody. My name is Jared. I'm the lead pastor. It's great to see all of you. I'm so excited. I love seeing full chairs. I love seeing smiling faces. Thanks for braving this uh, blizzard that we had here. This is uh, first of the year, I think, so I'm excited about it. Some people probably hate it. It's like, shut up, Jared. I hate snow. Um, so today we are going to be continuing our message series, Soul Detox, that we began last week. And uh, this is all about the toxicity, not just of our bodies. Everybody begins the year, oftentimes begins a new year and says, you know what, I want to I lose weight. I want to heal my body. I feel like I've, I'm full of all sorts of, like Mary had said, carbs and, and other things that are just unhealthy for you. So oftentimes people will do what's a, like a body detox or a cleanse. Well, I think it's important for us to do the same thing with our souls. There's a lot of toxicity in our society around, and, uh, you know, it's just as important and vital for us to make sure that we're looking inwardly, not just in our bodies, but in our souls to clean ourselves out so that we can really receive the life that truly God has given us to uh, live. And last week, we talked about one aspect of our souls, which is the restless soul. And this is uh, an area of our lives where we're always searching for something more, but never truly finding it and realizing that we have to pause and stop before God and allow him to, uh, to speak to us and to still our souls and we can find rest, but only in God alone. Well, this week we're talking about the heavy soul. It's a different aspect of a toxic area of our souls. It is the heavy soul. And I want to begin with a little quick story. Several years ago, um, my wife and I, I can't remember if I was moving uh, a friend or we were just transferring a piece of furniture from one location to another. Well, I had decided that I had, we had to get a a couch up some stairs. And I decided that I was going to try to lift that couch by myself. So I'm here I am, you know, wrapping my arms around this big couch, trying to, you know, like one at a time. I mean, if you're going to do it by yourself, there's only really one way to do it. And that is to, you know, just sort of try to go one step at a time, right? This idea, well, something happened. I don't know. It could, it's happened to me so many times, but this is the first time I tried to pinpoint my back problems and realized that I think this is where it began. So I'm trying to go up this, this, this uh, stairwell with this couch in my hand. And, you know, at one point I was doing fine and I got about halfway up and then you sort of try to lift, and then all of a sudden, right, like that feeling, that tweak feeling that you get, and all of a sudden, I just had to like brace myself against the wall, and I I don't even remember really what happened next. I feel like I probably cried out for help, and someone had to come help me, and the the couch fortunately didn't fall down the stairs and didn't crush me, but um, lo and behold, after that, I was laid out for a couple of days and, uh, and really struggled with this, with this new pain that I had on my back. And that turned into years, actually. It turned into years of, uh, of pain in my back to where I actually got to a place where I was like, oh, it's fine. You know, like the pain, the, the crushing, piercing pain kind of went away, but the, the, it never quite went away. It was always uh, a pain in my back that would actually re-aggravate over and over again whenever I would lift up something. In fact, one day, I remember, this is the complete opposite of the first story. I was, uh, my wife had asked me to install a uh, paper towel holder 
in our kitchen underneath the cabinets. Well, in order to get in there, you have to sort of lean over under the weight of only your, your back muscles only. And I did, not holding anything but a screwdriver, and pulled out my back again. Now, that happened because I had first aggravated it at the first time. Now, today we're going to be talking about the, the heavy soul. And that's an example of my physical body not being able to bear the weight on my body, right? But this series is not just about our physical bodies. We're actually talking about our souls. And we think, as people, that we can handle the weight of the world in our souls, and we carry it around with us on a regular basis, but we're actually becoming crushed by it over and over again. Now, if you missed last week, the key thought that we're kind of guiding us through this series is this. It is that we are not a body with a soul. It's actually the flip side of that. We are a soul with a body. That's what scripture teaches, is that this body that we see right here, this physical thing, is going to end. We take talk a lot about taking care of our physical bodies, which are going to disappear one day. It's going to be in the ground one day, but our souls are what are going to endure. But we don't talk much about taking care of our souls. And so today we're talking about the heavy soul. Maybe you're smiling on the outside, but you're heavy on the inside. I read an article that said that this current generation, that this current generation is one of the generations of people with low-grade depression, not a deep clinical, we're not talking about like a deep clinical uh, depression that needs medication, but that, that there are more people than ever walking around with what would be considered like a low-grade depression. That is just a constant sense of, of something is wrong. There is something, there is a dread, there is just a heaviness on us more than ever before, that there's nothing terribly wrong. You couldn't pinpoint and say, this thing is happening in my life right now. But at the same time, you'd say, but nothing is going great either. Nothing is just right. And so much of us just live with it, right? There's a soul dissatisfaction inside of us, a longing for more, a lack of hope, a lack of faith, not much optimism. Maybe you're just existing, right? You're just kind of going through the motions, not making a lot of contribution. Maybe you don't feel like you're making much of a contribution, and you have a heaviness of the soul. Now, this is not new. In fact, the psalmist David in the Bible wrote this, and he asked this question, Psalm 42, verse 5. He's writing this like he's journaling one day, and he says, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you downcast? He's writing a, like a journal at the end of the day. Some of you do this. Anybody in here journal or kind of like take notes or they want, you know, you, what has your day been like? What's my month been like? Have you ever done that? Why am I feeling the way that I am right now? This is what David did in Psalm 42. Why are you downcast, my soul? Like he's talking to himself, trying to figure it out. Why are you so heavy? Why are you disturbed? Why are you upset? Why are you uneasy? Why are you so downcast, my soul. And this is something that we all struggle with from time to time, but maybe today, maybe last week, the restless soul was you. And maybe this week, you're like, I'm not really that heavy. But listen, every one of us are going to kind of come into these moments in lives. And some of us, it might be today. I believe there's someone in the room today who's feeling this way. They're nodding their head, maybe not outwardly, but inwardly. They're going, yes, I need this. And I want to tell you, listen, some of what I might say today might, you know, poke a little bit. And sometimes when we feel like we have it all together, and maybe we're just discovering some truth that, that Scripture teaches that God reveals to us, sometimes we get defensive. I'm the same way, okay? So I would encourage you to do is just track with me. Come with me today. This is not me trying to, like, step on your feet. I'm not trying to get, make you angry. I believe that from God's perspective, when he wants to uncover something or reveal something that he wants to heal in our lives, 
that he's doing it with grace and with mercy, and he's trying to be as gentle as he possibly can be, and I'll try to do the same thing. And while he's doing that, sometimes it does uncover something that we thought was maybe healed but wasn't under the surface, okay? So that's kind of what we're talking about here today. Why are our souls so heavy? There are three reasons that why our souls are heavy. I'm going to kind of quickly breeze through them. We're going to see that Scripture points these out. The first is this. We're heavy with hurts from the past, Heavy with hurts from the past. This is David saying this question. He goes, why are you so downcast, my soul? And now, Jeremiah the prophet in Lamentations chapter 3, verses 19 and 20, he says, I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them. He remembers something happened to him in the past, and my soul is downcast Within me, he said. This is Jeremiah in Lamentations saying, I remember the pain of something happening. It's like he's the memory of whatever it was that's happening there. For some of you, maybe it was a lost job. Maybe a friend that hurt you. Maybe a cutting word. Somebody said something to you. Maybe a relationship is broken. Perhaps it's a financial decision, a bad decision you made. Maybe an opportunity that you missed or a regret in your life. Many of us carry the weight of something in our souls because of the past, something that has happened long ago. It could be years. For some of you right now, I'm saying this out loud, and you're thinking in your mind of something that happened 15 years ago. Perhaps something that's something that that has been underneath the surface in every day of your life, whether you know it or not, it has a, a weight on your shoulders, like you're trying to carry a couch up the stairs or a backpack that you're wearing every day that's just a little bit heavier, that's weighing you down, heavy with the hurts from the past. But other people struggle with our souls being heavy because they're heavy with trouble in the present. Heavy with struggles in the present. Job talked about this in Job chapter 4, verse 5. He says, but now, like in this moment, not in the past. He says, man, I don't have time to think about yesterday. If anybody of you have ever read the book of Job, Job had issues. He had problems. His life was falling apart. His house literally fell down on his kids. Like this is what he's saying. But now trouble comes to you and you are discouraged. It strikes you. And you are dismayed. There might be something going on in your life right now that you're just like, this sucks. This is terrible. I'm frustrated. I don't know what to do. Or I'm just, I'm angry. I'm discouraged. Whatever's happening right now, it feels heavy. It's debilitating. Some people, I've met this. I've even felt like this, that sometimes something's going on in your life. It's hard for you to get out of bed to go to work in the morning. For some people have lost their jobs. I used to work at a call center where I was the the recruiter hiring for the call center. Um, And I I can't tell you how many times I got phone calls from people who, who, you know, would call me before their shift and they would say, I can't come to work today. And I would say, what's going on? Are you okay? And they're like, my grandmother died or my car is broken down or something. And they wouldn't say that they were sad, that that, that, that was the issue. They would say that, that they were just overwhelmed with the grief of the moment or that it was weighing on them so heavily that they missed work. Like, and then they would eventually, some of them lost their jobs, right? Sometimes, this is what we talk about by that low-grade depression concept, that there are things that happen in our everyday life, like right now, that just sort of walk around with a cloud. You ever seen those pictures or the cartoons with like someone walking around with a cloud over their head and it's just raining all the time? That's what we're talking about here. Some of you right now, you're feeling like I feel heavy because of the weight of what's happening in my present. A constant dissatisfaction. I did not think that my life would turn out this way. Maybe some of you have thought that way today, right? You're maybe in a stuck marriage or your, your job is frustrating or 
financially you're struggling. There's all sorts of reasons why we struggle with the weight of today. Well, some of us, it's not the past or the present, but some of us feel heavy because of the anxiety about the future. We're heavy thinking about what could be or what might be, and we don't know what's going to happen. How are we going to make it? We're in fear of maybe losing my job or that I'm not going to have enough money to pay my bills or I'm afraid I can't get it all done on time or I just can't keep going at this pace. And, and for some of us, when we think about tomorrow or a month from now, it's like debilitating or it causes stress and anxiety about it. Maybe your debt is growing. And I want you to know that even Jesus had a moment like this. This is what I love about scripture is it's not just like, hey, here's, the, here's your problems and here's a prescription for it. There are stories of real life people, including our Savior, who was a human being who struggled with things. Well, Jesus had an issue as struggling with anxiety over the future as well. He had a moment when he was looking ahead to the cross and he was in the garden and he's praying and there's this moment where Jesus is on his knees and he's crying out to his father and he's saying, I know what's about to come. I know what is coming for me. I know that, this, that I'm going to be betrayed in just a couple hours. I know that I'm going to be beaten up. I know that I'm going to be nailed to a cross. He knew all of this was coming. And he cried out to God in anguish, in the moment of his frustration, in the moment of his fear, of his anxiety from his soul. Listen to this in Mark chapter 14, verses 33 and 34. This is Jesus. Jesus began to be deeply distressed and troubled. Did you ever know that? These are things that we pass over, Right? Our Savior, the one who we worship, was deeply troubled and distressed. And he said this, my soul, not his body, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Like Jesus felt like in that moment, I can't do this. I'm worried. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I can't even put the words, right? My soul is overwhelmed to the point of death. I would rather die than face that. That's what his soul felt in that moment. I love the honesty that we find in Scripture. Some of us look back and we're filled with pain. Some of us are frustrated or heavy right now, and some of us look to the future and we're not sure, and we feel a great weight of anxiety about what is to come. And we carry this ongoing heaviness in our souls. And I'm here to tell you today that this is not what God has for us. This is not what he wants. God does not desire for us to carry that weight. Just as like you would probably say to me, Jared, maybe you should find a friend and help you carry that couch up the steps. Don't do it by yourself. So many of us carry a weight in our souls, heaviness from our past, our present, or the anxiety of the future. And that is not what God wants for us. And some of us go through life thinking, that's just the way life is. And I'm here to tell you today that that is not the case. Not the case. In fact, with those back problems, I lived with them for years. I remember like every year or once every other year, something would happen. I would tweak my back, re-injure the same spot on my back, be laid out for a couple of days, get better, feel like, well, it's fine, and then go about my life. This is what it was. But then my wife started going to a chiropractor. And she would come home and she would tell me, how it changed her life. Her hip was misaligned, and when they fixed it, she was like, she was not struggling laying in bed anymore. Almost every night beforehand, she would be like tossing and turning constantly. And she said, Jared, you need to go get your back checked out. So I finally broke down. Y'all know I hate going to the doctor. I can't stand this kind of stuff. And this is, this is kind of like us right here, right? I feel this way, but I'm not going to do anything about it. This is fine. It's just the way it is. And I finally broke down, and I decided to go. And the doctor tells me, 
that I have a, uh, I think it was an SI joint inf- uh, inflammation, which was because of all the weight pressing down on that spot. Maybe, I'm not sure if that was the right one. Either way, it was an inflammation of a joint in my pelvis area, and they took me to physical therapy, and I got so much better. And I'm telling you guys, once that, that problem was off of my back, it was like I was living a new life before. And so what I'm talking about today with this concept of the heavy soul is this idea that we walk around and we just kind of get used to it and think this is the way that life is supposed to be, but God is saying, no, come to me and let me tell you how to fix it so that you can live a life that you didn't even think was possible anymore. So the natural question then is, well, what do we do? What do we do? Well, let's go back to David. David's asking this question, why? Why are you downcast, oh my soul? Why are you so disturbed within me? And then he started to preach to his soul. He started to preach to himself. Like we talked about last week, he commanded to his soul. Well, this is what he says, right? Put your hope in God. Psalm 42, verses 5 and 6. Why are you downcast, my soul? Why are you so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him. Again, he's talking to his soul, like we said last week. He was like, he said, I I feel frustrated. I feel weak. I feel afraid. And he says, be still, oh, my soul. He commands his soul. Well, now he's preaching to himself. Put your hope in God. Today, we have to learn to preach to our souls. And there are three things that we have to tell our souls so that we don't have to live with a heavy soul. Number one, tell your soul to remember God's faithfulness in the past. When you are tempted to look back in your past and remember the pain, the thing that hurts you, the thing that you're still carrying with you, teach yourself to think about how God has been faithful to you in the past. Our temptation is to focus on the things that are causing us pain. And that makes sense, right? Because when you feel like you feel weighted, you feel heavy, and you start to look back there, it's like a wound or a scar, you're reminded of it. But instead, train your mind to think about God's faithfulness, that when I felt despair, God was present. When I thought there was no hope, God showed up and and redeemed the situation. God was faithful in those moments. We have to teach ourselves those. When I've done this in my own life, I I have actually been able to get myself out of these, these emotional pits of despair. I have found myself in places where I've been sad, where I've been overwhelmed with emotion, or when I remember the pain of my past, and I have trained myself to say, no, but God has always been faithful. When I have when I worried about when I've worried about the struggles that I went through or the how I remember how I felt when that person hurt me or this issue, in that moment I say, but you know what? Look at what God's done. I remember when I, when I didn't have any money and God showed up and, and there was a check waiting for me in the mail. I remember when someone bought me dinner. I remember when a family member, when I, when I was so sad that someone knocked on my door and said, hey, I want to hang out with you tonight. I remember these times when God has sent people or situations to me. I remembered God's faithfulness in the past. Jeremiah did the same thing. At first, he said, I remember my pain, right? That's what he would say. I remember my pain. I remember my past. It is bitterness. He continues, Lamentations 3. 19 and 23. I remember my affliction. I remember, I remember my wandering, the bitterness, the gall. I remember it. My soul is downcast. Yet, yet this I call to mind, right? I remember, and therefore I have hope. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Remember a time 
Remember when Christ saved you. Remember what it was like, how you felt like you were at your lowest and you found Jesus Christ. Remember when he answered a prayer. Remember when he provided for you. Remember when you read a verse, when you were like, God, look, I'm almost done, okay? Like, this is it. I'm gonna open the Bible one more time and if I don't find anything, if you don't speak to me today, I'm done. And you open the Bible and there's a verse that jumps out on the page. Or maybe you were just so frustrated, you didn't know what to do and you were looking for anything and all of a sudden the first verse you see speaks exactly to your life. Remember that time that happened. Remember when you were driving in the car and a song came on, the perfect song, the song, the one song that you needed in that moment. Remember that time. Remember when there was a sermon, you came to church and you thought, man, I am lost, I'm frustrated, I'm angry. And Pastor Jared or some other pastor somewhere in some city in some time preached something and you felt like it didn't matter if anybody else was in the room, they wrote that message for me. Remember God's faithfulness in your life. I remember... When I was at rock bottom, I felt like I was so at rock bottom. You've heard me tell this story before. I was walking to school one day before I knew Jesus. I was decked out in black. I was wearing a trench coat. I looked like the meanest guy that you could ever see. I was like a bully to people. That's what people thought of me. I remember walking to school because I had missed the bus, and I was so far from God. I hated God. I was so angry at him for what I felt like he did to me and what he allowed to happen, all the pain and suffering in my life. I remember walking there listening to like Slayer in my like headphones or something. I don't know, whatever it was. And all of a sudden, this little soccer mom in a minivan pulls up, and she, like, rolls the window down. And she says, excuse me. And I was like, what? Like, that's how I felt. I was like, what? You know, you're interrupting, like, rain of blood or something in my ears. And, and I, I remember her, her saying, this is going to sound really weird, but I just was driving by, and I felt like God wanted me to tell you that he has not forgotten you. And... All of the walls, like, you know, eight-inch feet cement walls around my heart just kind of crumble and melt like wax, right? Because something happened. The Spirit of God spoke through this woman to let me know that the man who hated him, that even though I hated him, he still loved me. And even though I felt like I've lost my way, he has not forgotten me, right? I felt like I hit rock bottom, and I remember that moment. I remember when I went to school. And I, uh, right after high school, it was a rough time for me. I remember trying to get as far away from home as possible. I remember saying, I don't have any friends. I don't know anyone. No one knows me. That was my lament in my, my freshman year of college. I remember feeling like I had friends in high school, but no one really knew the real Jared. I remember that feeling. And I remember going to school and crying and saying, God, I've come so far away. And I feel like an idiot because I came so far away from everything that I ever knew and why did I do that? Now I don't know anyone. Not even people back in Maryland where I used to live at least half knew me. I remember crying, God, can you please send me a friend, someone who will actually know me as the person that I really am under, underneath. And I remember, God, that first like week at school, God sent me uh, a man named Scott Phillips. He is my best friend to this day. He and I, he lives in Nashville. We talk on the phone for like three hours when we pick up the phone. It's crazy. I'm not that kind of guy. But he and I, we joke that we share the same brain. Like we just think the same way. We talk the same way. We have the same interests. I remember when God brought me a friend when I felt like I had nobody. I remember that broken relationships. I remember that. And I remember praying, God, I've had so many dating relationships and lost my virginity when I was 15 years old, 14 years old. I remember just so many different things, girl after girl after girl. I gave my body away to so many different people. I had all of these types of things. And I remember saying, am I ever going to find anyone? Will I even be worthy enough to have someone who is good for the rest of my life? And God sent me my wife, Heather. And her, I've been married for over 17 years. Like God is faithful, my friends. 
Our finances were in shambles. God took us on a journey, and we just bought a house this past year. Like, God is faithful. When I am tempted to look at the pain of my past, I instead say, remember when God was faithful. Remember what he has done in my life. And I'm telling you, if you do the same thing, you'll begin to feel the weight. It might not be healed today, but what it will do is it will relieve. It's like a soothing balm in your life, and it will make you feel better. It will change the way that you feel, and you'll begin to not feel so heavy in your soul when you think about your past. Oh, why is my soul downcast? Why? No, I will remember. I will put my hope in God. Remember his faithfulness. If you're hurting right now, I want you to do that. I want you to do that if you're thinking about your past. But if you're in the moment right now and you're saying, yeah, okay, that's my past. I dealt with my past. But right now, my situation is terrible. If you're in the moment right now, what I want you to do is I want you to cry out to God in the present. It's one thing to remember the past, but right now, cry out to him. Tell him how you feel. In Psalm 142, Listen to this, Psalm 142, verses two and then five and six. It says, I pour out my complaint. I pour out my complaint before him. Before, I, before him, I tell my trouble, right? This is the psalmist saying, this is what's going on in my life and I'm not gonna hide it. I'm gonna lay it all out. I'm gonna bear my soul and I'm gonna complain. Verse five says, I cry to you, O Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry, for I am in desperate need. Desperate need. I want to encourage you to make this a part of your discipline in your time with God. If you don't have time with God, you need to start. Because this is the thing, is that God is the one who can lift the weights off of our shoulders. And if we're not in a place where we have any time with him, we're never going to be that way. We're never going to come to a place where we feel like we can lighten our souls. But if you are in a place right now where you're like, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, I feel like you are not present, I feel like you're not holding up your end of the bargain, tell him. That's what the psalmist said, I lay out my complaint to you. I want you to be honest before God. David was way honest with God. He was like, you have forgotten me. He was honest in his anger. So I want you to shatter the teeth of my enemies. Like, ouch, right? Like he was just blunt with how he felt about whatever his circumstances were. And scripture is teaching you, it's imploring you, get honest with him. Tell him how you're frustrated. Tell him how you feel. Tell him you're afraid. Tell him you don't know what to do. Tell him that from the depth of your soul. I tell you, God can handle it. He can handle it. It's not like he doesn't know it anyway. Like, it's not like he doesn't. If we believe who God is, well, then that tells us that he already knows, right? So if that's the case, then why not just be upfront and honest? Cast your cares on him. Why? Because scripture says he cares for you. Crying out in times of heartache and weeping, laying it all out. There are times I've had that happen in my own life. Where I was just, I remember being in the back of a back of like a church service, just sort of on my knees. There have been there have been a handful of moments where I was just so overwhelmed with what was going on in my own life that I was just praying and I just was crying. There have been times where I've just been crying under the weight of my of my soul, praying to God, God, I this I feel terrible. And I will tell you that I've done that long enough. When I begin to sense the presence of God and something shifts in my prayer time and it becomes worship, I feel God's hand like 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 reach me in my soul. It's hard to describe. If you've never had this moment, it, it's something you just have to, have to experience. When you bury your soul before God and you direct it towards him and you say, I don't know what to do. I'm asking for your help. Will you meet me here? He promises to do that. And when he does, his spirit, the spirit of God that lives within you as a follower of Jesus, it lives within you. Something happens and you begin to sense that God is there. At first, it feels like it's not a fix. It feels just like a hug, like I'm here. 
right? Like, and you're crying on your couch with your mom or your dad, and they put their arm around you. It's okay. Like, that's the initial feeling. And from that place, you begin to feel a sense of, of peace, and it turns into worship. This has happened to me so many times. I'm telling you, and then at the end of it, I feel like a weight has been lifted on my shoulder, off of my shoulders, because that's who God is. We are not meant to carry the weight of our, the burdens in our souls. Cry out to him. Why are you so downcast, my soul? Put your hope in God. You don't have to live with a heavy soul. Maybe you look back. When you look back, see his faithfulness. In the present, cry out to him. And then if you're anxious about the future, trust in God's power for your future. Trust in God's power for their future. Trust that God is the alpha and the omega, the, uh, the beginning and the end, that he is the savior, that he is the one who has our answers. You can trust him with your future. Hezekiah, king of Judah, said this in 2 Chronicles 32, verses 7 and 8. He said, be strong and be courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Assyria and the vast army with him, for there is a great, greater power with us than with him. With him, there is only the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. They have, whatever it is, just what they have. They have just, you know, if it's a person at work, all they have is themselves. If it's your boss, it's just themselves. It's just the job. It's just the rules, whatever it might be. But the God that we serve has all of his might and his ability to transform our circumstances. The same power that was enabled in our past in circumstances where we felt like we had absolutely no hope is the same power that is now available and lives within us and is available to help us in our moment of need in the future. So when we look ahead... And I feel this often. When I look ahead and I think, I don't know what's going to happen. When I'm afraid of my financial situation or I'm afraid about my job or I'm afraid about whatever various circumstances, I am tempted to be overwhelmed and all I want to do is cuddle up in bed and go to sleep. Have anybody of you ever felt this way? You just, I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed with it, okay? In those moments, I have to trust that God's power and the faithfulness that he's had in the, in the past will show up in the future, over and over again, we see in scripture where God reminds his people after he has done a great miracle to write it down or to set up an altar and to remember so that years and years later when another circumstance comes, they go back and they go, oh, I remember. That's why people journal, right? You look back and you say, man, I remember that situation. I wrote that down. You go back and you see. I've, I've actually, a friend of mine in our life group shared that they were doing that this year. They've gone back over the past year and looked at the situations that they went through and then have said, wow, look what God has done. And they give God glory and praise for it. It's beautiful. That's what we need to do. We need to trust God's power for our future. Trust God for your future. Why are you so downcast, oh my soul? We have to remind our soul that greater is he who is in me than who he who is in the world. When my past is struggling, when I'm worried about the things, when I'm struggling with it, when I'm feeling the weight of it, I have to remember God's faithfulness in the past. In the moment right now, in the middle of it, I need to cry out to him and be honest and bear your soul to him. And when I'm worried about the future, I have to remember that God is for me. He is not against me. He loves me. Everything he's doing is, is there to take care of me. Why are you so downcast, my soul? Put your hope in God. What I want to do is I want to take another moment like we did last week where we paused before God. And we stop and we silence our souls. And I want to take just one minute, one minute, and it's going to feel like an eternity for some of you. 
We did this last week. The object is for us to be still before God, to tell ourselves, let's pause, let's stop, be silent, and then direct ourselves towards God and say, whatever that thing is, whether it's a past or a present or an anxiety about the future, I want you to pinpoint it, and then I want you to do what we just said. If it's a past, I want you to remember something that God did in the past where his faithfulness was shown up. And I want you to focus on that and tell him, I'm trusting that you, you're going to heal me from that. I remember, I remember what you have done in my past. And allow that, focus on that. If it's a moment right now, whatever it is that's happening in you now, it's you're anxious, you're stressed about, you feel weighted about, cry out to him. Just tell him in that moment, God, I'm frustrated. Meet me. I'm frustrated. Help me, whatever that might be in the moment. If you pinpoint a future thing, an anxiety about something that you're not sure about, you're worried about, maybe it's a general anxiety, it doesn't matter. Just sit there in that moment and trust God's power. Say, I know that you would love me, that you're for me, that you've saved me. Tell him that. And just in a minute, in that one moment, we're going to take that moment. And I believe that God's going to meet us in this space, that he's going to encourage us in that space. And we're going to begin to feel maybe just a little bit lighter because his presence offers peace. His presence offers peace. Let's just be silent for one minute right now. Father, we just come to you now in this place, this moment of knowing that we're going to struggle with this for the rest of our lives, that there will be continually things coming that are going to weigh us down, struggles in our hearts. God, there are things that have happened in our past that are debilitating, things that we just can't seem to move beyond, or situations in our own lives right now that we carried into this place, things that are on our mind that distract us and want to pull us away. I have a hard time listening today or worshiping with my whole heart because of this thing that's pulling my attention away or maybe even into the future, thinking about what might be coming or not sure or just a general sense. God, we, we bear that before you now. We say, I admit this is me, that I'm heavy in my soul. There's nothing to be ashamed of. It's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's all throughout Scripture. We see it over and over again. People carrying their weights but being willing to give it to God, acknowledging it and saying this is how I feel, and then handing it to Him and working through it and allowing Him to speak to us, allowing Him to, to heal us and to give us peace. And He says, let me take this off of your shoulders for you. Let me take this off of your shoulders for you. You were not meant to carry this burden. Our souls were not meant to be crushed under the weight of our burdens. And so, God, we do. We remember your faithfulness in the past. We cry out to you in the present. And we trust in your power 
for the future. I thank you that you love us, that we are not alone. I thank you for that. We welcome you into our lives. We welcome you into our hearts. Give us peace, God. Lift the weight off. And in the days to come, this is a process. This is a journey. Help us to put this into practice. I pray that you would give us insight. You'd help us to look back every once in a while and see, wow, look how far I've come. Look how far you've taken me, God. I used to be crushed and debilitated under the weight of this thing. And no longer. Praise your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me? Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you call Encounter Church Home or if you'd like to partner with us to support the work that God is doing here, you can take advantage of our online giving option. Just go to EncounterGiving.com. Also, stay up to date with us throughout the week by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EncounterPGH. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.